host Sean Lynn in the pub for a dram with friends where we talk about faith, family, food, and fun. Pull up a chair and I'll pour you a drink. We welcome a new friend into the pub today, Scott Williams. He's going to tell us how he used socks to share the gospel. Sit down as I pour us a dram. Welcome to another episode of A Dram with Friends. We are excited to have a new friend join us in the pub today, Scott Williams. Welcome, Scott. Thanks, Sean. How are you today? Not too bad. So uh, I obviously didn't send the, the, the notes in advance, but I'm going to pour uh, Wild Turkey 101, which is a reasonably priced whiskey that's very tasty from down your way in the U.S. Perfect. So, so for our friends in the pub, Scott, who is Scott Williams? Uh, Scott Williams is a... Uh... A husband and a and a father, first and foremost, um, a Catholic, and we. Uh, my wife and I just had our second second child, Hannah, about eight weeks ago. So, I'm you know running on running on fumes sometimes, but uh, yeah, we've got two two kids and and a, a small business owner as well. And and that small business is. Uh sock religious is it? that's or? it yeah so i i worked full-time in uh in catholic youth ministry for about almost 10 years i worked as uh as a youth minister at a parish for for a few years and then worked at the archdiocese of Indianapolis for a few years and um we started this this goofy side business called sock religious which was just a catholic sock company and it's it's turned into a, uh, a a growing growing business, so it's been a lot of fun to see it grow. Oh, that's awesome! Actually, I I think I ordered my son a set of those socks for Christmas, and uh, he was the one that suggested I talk to you. Uh, you and him had talked, and he was a similar path where he was a youth youth minister or whatever you want to call uh -huh. it. whatever whatever the proper term is in the catholic church <laughs> yeah, there, there's as many uh many terms that you could imagine there's everybody likes to be called something different yes but uh so what led you to start a sock company and what what is the sock company? <laughs> yeah so, so sock religious it's it's uh what i like to call the world's largest catholic sock company we we uh, we specialize in in making making socks with with saints on them. So kind of the the origin story is I you know I was working full time in ministry. My wife and I got married, and we realized that you know working full time for the church while it's a lot of joy and and good things come from that, it's not always the highest paying career. So we always knew that we would need some type of additional uh, income to to support that ministry and. So I've always had somewhat of an entrepreneurial mind. Um, I've had a lot of I ideas that have never seen the light of day, which is probably a good thing. But um, but I I was you know working at the diocese, shirt and tie most days, and and socks were kind of my jam. So I'd wear 
you know, donut socks on National Donut Day, or I'd wear my American flag socks on, on the 4th of July. And uh, my wife and I were, were talking and came up with this idea that, well, what if there was uh, saint socks that we could wear on feast days and we could celebrate the, uh, the feast of the church through this fun little tool? So um, that's where the idea got started. Nobody else was doing it at the time. So we, we gave it a shot and we found a, a, a niche audience. And I'm guessing that you're having trouble keeping the St. Joseph socks in stock <laughs> at this <laughs> current moment. You wouldn't believe it. Yeah, we, we, are, we are selling more and more uh, St. Joseph socks than I would have ever imagined. Yeah, well, he's a good buddy of mine, so I'm glad <laughs> that uh, he's, he's getting some high-profile... Uh, the year of St. Joseph. Or, yeah, yeah. And... Uh, so are you still in the Minneapolis area or? Um, I'm, yeah, we live in Indianapolis, which is oh, oh, Indianapolis. Sorry. often confused with Minneapolis, but, uh, but yeah, Indianapolis, we, we have a, a, an office and a warehouse on the South side of, of Indianapolis where we just moved in there in September and, um, keep plugging along. Oh, good for you. And, and you've got a growing young family and you're a young dad and, and that's so important for to encourage one another uh, by having young men like yourself steeped in the faith and 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 building together, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, um, yeah. I mean, faith has always been critically important to me ever since I was in college, and you know, now it's not only. Am, am I responsible for my own faith life, but I'm responsible for, uh, you know, getting my wife and my children to heaven as well. So that's a whole different, whole different ball game. But the more that I can just be authentic and live authentic Catholic values, then, um, you know, I think that's gonna, gonna show. So what was it in college that made your faith important to you or why the, uh, did the light switch go yeah. on? Honestly, it, it was an invitation, I think. Um, you know, in, in high school, sports became more important than going to church on Sunday sometimes. And, uh, you know, especially during the beginning of college, I uh, lost my way a little bit. But um, there was something that was always beautiful and unique about liturgy and going to church, even though I didn't go uh, all the time in high school. But when, when I got to college, I was walking across uh, our college campus one day and there was somebody that, that asked me if I wanted uh, a cupcake, uh, or a cupcake or a piece of cake, I can't remember. Um, and I said, uh, well, yes, of course, I would like a, a piece of cake. <laughs> you can't turn that down. Um, and they, they said, do you know what we're celebrating in? And I was like, I'm not sure. And they were, it was, the the nativity of mary was the feast day and they were celebrating mary's birthday on the college campus by handing out cake to people on this secular campus so um oh, wow, wow. so that was uh so i got a piece of cake and, in, and a little business card that invited me to a young adult mass which was a kind of a new thing in our area there was a a parish in downtown indianapolis that started kind of a specifically young adult community and for me growing up in the church um, you know, we went to mass frequently, um, almost every Sunday, but it was a suburban kind of 
parish and a lot of families. And I, I had never been to a place where people that like young adults and college students were praying together in a community. And there was something beautiful and unique and holy about not, not to say that suburban parishes and, uh, you know, I find that to be beautiful just as much today, but, um, just being able to identify with that faith along with peers was, was, uh, I was kind of hooked from there. Well, and you bring, bring up something important, uh, that at some point young people need to make their faith their own. And we've tried to encourage that with our kids, uh, early on by conferences and, and all the good stuff out there. Uh, I know we've got a priest here in Calgary that started up for young adults, like up to the age of 35, that kind of environment. And they've just recently moved downtown to the cathedral and their hope is to build up the young people then to go out to the suburban churches yeah. with, with a bit more of that fervent, uh, fervent, uh, faith. Yeah, I, th I think it's good to, uh, you know, start with that community, but you're not meant to stay there. Like, you know, definitely go out to, to, to the other parishes and, and bring that vibrancy there as well. Yes. Yes. So, uh, as a, as a young dad, is there, are you finding yourself cooking a few more meals as <laughs> your wife's, uh, have the newborn like is there a specialty is there a dad specialty yeah mostly uh I, i'm my specialty is is carry out for most days but <laughs> uh but you know I, i'm i'm getting getting better at some things i i've tried to make it a point every morning to make sure that i i make breakfast for for my wife and uh our our older one just one less thing and then um you know i've done a couple of dinner things but not I'm not great at it. <laughs> well, so some a tip: eggs Benedicts usually are really big hits, and they're not that hard to do. Yeah. So, uh, so if you're, I use a blender method for the hollandaise sauce. So you just do the yolk and lemon and some cayenne pepper, and then you pour in the hot butter in the blender, and it thickens right away, and then. You got instant hollandaise sauce. Okay, it sounds whoa, whoa. Uh, it sounds easy. Let me see how much I can screw that up. Yeah, I, I have, <laughs> I have faith, faith in you that you can do this and surprise your wife with an eggs Benedict this yeah. weekend for dinner so, or for breakfast. Well, that's the beauty is you, you can eat that anytime. that anytime. Okay. <laughs> and uh, it's it's usually a, a a Sunday brunch kind of thing, so. I uh, I was running our men's group here pre-COVID uh -huh. uh, breakfast club. Uh, that man is you, and and that was one of their the favorites for the guys is when I do the the eggs Benedict. And there's no there's nothing like conversion with eggs Benedict <laughs> or omelets. Or... <laughs> so we've we've used meat. We've yeah we've got barbecue outreach up here. We've got lots of neat things to try and engage are you the guy the guy are you the so, chef of the family i uh, yes because my loving bride after getting complaints from eight kids over 36 years she's kind of 
given up some, some, <laughs> some, of, some that. of that she's back to looking forward when the two of us are just there and, there we go uh, we, can, we can make make meals that you're not going to get one of the kids going yeah i don't like this <laughs> <laughs> versus uh i'm i'm pretty open to try anything and everything so uh but yes i do do the chef thing i don't know if you remember that show arthur is a kid oh yeah up, the cartoon so for our 25th wedding anniversary our kids got up and did a skit from there your dad's a chef you think that's great just try and guess what's on your plate <laughs> so, so yes i i've experimented on my kids lots over the years so that's fantastic so so uh so what else do you do for fun down there in indianapolis that's one city i haven't been to yet oh well you, you'll have to come down it's uh you know it's not the at the top of most people's tourist attractions but i i'm a huge fan of the city so um honestly like my my wife and i we love to to travel which you know doesn't always uh maybe that's not the best answer for what do you like to do in indianapolis get get out but <laughs> but we we enjoy, um, you know, going to local parks and going on hikes and um, and just being out in nature. We we purchased a, a motorhome last year to get on the road a little bit and do some more some more traveling as a family. It seems a little more feasible to to load up in a vehicle than on on an airplane these days. So um, it's been that's been a lot of a lot of fun as well, just to be able to, you know, get on the road see some new things there's a lot to see in the country that's for sure and i can't agree more that is something that my wife and i have tried to do for our children especially as you have larger families uh, travel isn't at the top of the list quite often but uh, in 2000 pope john paul called for the great jubilee so we set out for saint joseph's oratory and beyond and tried to figure out how to do that because we had some bad camping experiences and we had six children at the time. Oh, so yeah. I got, I got a travel trailer and we've, we've, we pulled it all the way out to Cape Breton and back that year. And then 10 years later, we pulled another trailer down to Key West and back. Oh, so, so you went to Key West and back? Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. With, so, so, with how many, how many kids? Well, the First time there was six kids and a mother-in-law, including our, our Patrick was only three months old okay. when we left. And then the next time we went with the youngest five and uh, visited two of the older kids because Tim was going to university at Ave Maria, the Tim uh -huh. that you know, and, uh, and our daughter was living in St. Louis at the time, so... So that's an impressive got, got, road trip that's incredible yeah. what did you and, pull and, what did you pull the trailer with uh, uh, my gmc 15 passenger van that's so, so awesome so, <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh that that those vans are are very good the uh, for larger families so and pulling campers yeah 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 some of some of the hills uh coming out of denver going up towards uh Santa Fe, there's, I forget the name of the pass there, but it's, it's a good I, climb. Oh man. I, 
That's wild. That's incredible. I'm so jealous. Or, or, or actually, we went down to Tim's wedding the year after the big trip to Florida, and they were getting married in California. So we did the the West Coast and coming back and coming out of Death Valley there up that hill, and it's like 40 Celsius, and the poor van pulling the trailer and I had picked up a smoker for our barbecue outreach as well. As well so. <laughs> so you did it a few times. I, I assume that it's uh was positive experience traveling with, with five kids on that long of a trip. Absolutely. You, you tend to bond more as, as a family and you get to see, some of the stuff that you miss maybe at home where one kid's putting down another kid or so you, you get a little more intervention you get to build bonds and memories that uh, we still talk about like the trip in 2000 my oldest daughter who lives down in georgia the great amethyst mine adventure where <laughs> she, she wanted to go to this this thing on the roadside and we're on this dirt road pulling the trailer with six kids (laughs) and yeah so so lots of great memories and one of the things that you can do with your kids is is especially in north america here a lot of the history is linked to the church so you go you go to santa fe new mexico you see where the faith came in there you go to St. Augustine in Florida, where the faith came in there. Uh, Kentucky, just south of you, where like that was the fourth diocese Mm -hmm. uh, in the U.S. that that covered all of all of the Western states. Right, that was the diocese, even for Santa Fe. And then you go up to Quebec City and Montreal and the great churches and the history there. So. I highly recommend it. All right. Well, I'm, you got me all excited now. I need to book another trip. <laughs> he's, he's, he's pulling out the road out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, going to Lynn, Massachusetts, just because my last name's Lynn and realizing we're not in Kansas anymore. So. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so there's, there's lots of things that as a young man that you can do to to make memories for your families and that's we whether you're struggling as a family to put bread on the table there's ways to create memories Mm -hmm. wherever you are because we were a single income family for the longest time and and just we didn't have the latest tv or yeah (laughs) or or, yeah yeah so that's incredible so uh, you as a youth minister probably saw it. Uh, one of the segments that we talk about is a lot of our young men are struggling and even what what is a man. So what advice do you give your 18-year-old self? What advice do I give my 18-year-old self? Um, I think the advice that I would give myself is to authentically be yourself. I think when I was in high school and graduating and going into college, I was very um, 
worried about what the rest of the world thought of me or how I was perceived in certain situations or, um, you know, what accolades I had and kind of drifted away from who the man God called me to be was. And um, I got kind of caught up in the facade of, of trying to, you know, put on, um, you know, I was just fake, like in so many ways, just, I don't know. So if I think if I, if I could go back, I w I've always been my happiest when things were a little bit simpler and I had no, no reservation of just being me. It's kind of unique, like, especially if you're able to get away from the, the people who know you, um, whether that's through going to college or something and you kind of get to start fresh. Um, nobody has a preconceived interpretation of who you might be or the values that you have. Um, and you just kind of get to be your, yourself and, and the person that God ma made you to be. And that's truly freeing. Thank you. Yeah, uh, that's great advice. And uh, it's sometimes harder to do, but uh, we all strive to, to, to do that, to be the man God's calling us to be. So it's a it's a daily thing and uh so one of the other segments is uh a good buddy of mine's jeff cavins and and he talks about riding with your posse and so who are the saints that are your your go-to saints who are the saints that are with a sock company with a plethora of saints uh, <laughs> uh just pick a couple please <laughs> yeah i i think uh Definitely, my my go to is is, is Saint F or Saint Joseph, and especially coming from, um, you know, becoming a, a father a couple of years ago and um, being a, a business owner and employing people. The especially like the title of Saint Joseph the Worker has become very relevant in my life, and I've just drawn a lot of um, inspiration and peace from knowing that that saint joseph taught jesus as much as he did so definitely saint joseph um i would say for my number two if i had to pick a number two i would go i would go with saint francis of assisi um and i don't know if it's for any particular r reason other than just the simplicity that came along with with who he was and how he uh how he carried himself and just trying to remind myself that sometimes simpler is better and you we we were talking about travel earlier and i i had the opportunity uh i was coaching rugby and we took the high school rugby team to italy and we went to a cc oh wow and, he, and he, even the young the young men on the trip there is a vibe there, whatever you want to call it. There's a piece there that is indescribable. So he he's a he's one of my favorites too. That's uh, my dad's middle name, so it's it's big in our in our family. He's my dad would say he's the patron saint of the family, but I'm I'm more of a Joseph guy. But there we go. <laughs> so so uh, both are still in my I'm, wheelhouse. I'm, there we go. Yeah, yeah, they're, uh, well, and that's the thing is you can use, 
ones for for different reasons, right? And uh, that's why it's good to have a, a couple friends to call yeah. on. The posse, uh, right? Uh, yeah, and that's just it. Is it's it's no different than you and I talking in the pub because we believe that people are alive when they're in heaven, right? Hundred uh, percent. Yeah, uh, so, uh, thank you for taking the time. How can people find your socks? Yeah. Or you you got you have t-shirts and stuff on there as well. Yeah, we we've got a, a t-shirt line, we'll, and we'll 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 start rolling out some some new products as well. But definitely the the socks are our flagship um, product at sockreligious.com. Or if you type in Catholic socks into Google, you'll find us as well. Okay, I'm gonna have to figure out a way to get some of those up here to Canada. And, uh, there's a, wanna, uh, there's a, a distributor that we work with in Canada. It's, I think it's called sunrise Marion or Marion sunrise, but okay, they, okay. they, uh, they, sh they ship to, to Canada a lot better than we do. So yeah, they're, they're on the far coast though. Oh, so, <laughs> so, so it, it's gotta go like 10 hours East from you. And then, uh, 30 hours West. <laughs> Not the best flight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's they they they'd make a great journey. But yeah, for those of the, you that are in Eastern Canada, I've actually been out to Sunrise Marion on that trip in two thousand. <laughs> so uh, it's it's a great place. So uh, thank you for taking time to meet me in the pub today. And I don't know if you're aware, but the uh, the origin of whiskey is a Gaelic term called Ishkabaha, oh. which means water of life. And my prayer is that you continue to lead many souls to the true water of life. And thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Sean. I hope you have enjoyed this episode of A Dram with Friends. Like and subscribe. Go to all podcast platforms to look for it on podcast or go to godsquad.ca to support our mission.